welcome to How to Conduct a Great Appraisal with me, Jo Hayes. Part one, how to prepare for your appraisals. So in this clip, we're gonna dip into the soft skills side of appraisals, the emotional considerations, as well as some of the more uh, technical aspects. So I've broken down the content into these three areas, preparing to have the appraisal, during the appraisal, and of course, any follow-up actions. And after it would be brilliant if you could book yourself on to a practical workshop with me uh, to give some of these questions a go in a safe environment. So let's start with preparation. What on earth could you consider before you've even gone into the room with your member of staff? Well, firstly, there's your own state of mind. We are gonna look into this in a lot more depth in just a moment, but just consider how you're feeling about this appraisal. Are you nervous about a conversation that you might have to have? Are you distracted at all? Or even just a little bit unsure of exactly what you want to say? What's your relationship like with this person? All of these questions and more could be affecting your own state of mind. And then of course, in turn, your behavior. When and where seem like pretty obvious questions, but there are quite a few things to consider when you're booking in the appraisal. And uh, finally, see what is the point? So not an existential question, but more preparing for the outcome you'd like from that appraisal. So your own state of mind. So the first thing I'm gonna say is I would massively recommend watching the Chimp Brain video on the Quarterdeck site, as Laura um, excellently explains the chemistry of this. But let me just give you a high level explanation of this state of mind. As human beings, uh, we're quite clever actually, we've evolved uh, and in part it's due to the instincts that we've developed to sense perceived threats and of course to react to them very quickly. You might know this as fight or flight. So why on earth would I talk about this in reference to appraisals? So no matter how experienced a manager you are, there may be times when either you or your member of staff has been triggered. And that's when the amygdala, which is also known as the lizard or the chimp brain, decides to react. It is trying to be helpful, to be fair. Uh, this may be that your member of staff might have given you a funny look or might have said something that you just knew they were going to say and it's got your back up. Maybe you have to have a difficult conversation so you're nervous. Or maybe you just feel on the back foot. Chemically, that chimp brain is going to kick in and it's going to give you tunnel vision a heightened heart rate, more adrenaline. Brilliant if you're faced with a wild animal who wants to eat you up for the tea. Not so great if you're going in to have an effective conversation with a member of staff. So once this chimp brain kicks in, every physical part of your being will want to react. So what does this look and feel like? Well, your brain can start overthinking and very unhelpful inner dialogue can start to filter in and that all enforces this chimp reaction. You can also start to feel pessimistic and judgmental because that adrenaline is steering your emotional reaction to the situation. And then other negative feelings then back up that inner dialogue and you find yourself unwittingly in a circle of doom. So with all of this stuff happening internally, and of course in just a matter of seconds, how might this manifest itself externally? Well, your face is very likely to show your feelings. This could be raised eyebrows or looking flustered or even angry. 
Your body language could come across as aggressive or even defensive. Your tone of voice could sound clipped or forced, and the words that you use might just sound accusatory or even angry. All of which are ingredients for a not particularly helpful appraisal. So if this is simply chemistry, what can we do about it? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge your own state of mind. This is why it's more helpful to do this as part of your preparation. Ask yourself a series of questions to establish if the chimp brain is kicking in, so you're triggered. So these three questions, really, really helpful. One, what am I thinking? Two, what am I feeling? And three, if a third party was watching my body language, what would it look like? Remember that it's a normal part of human behaviour and it's not something you can avoid, but it's the choice you make as to how you respond that makes the difference. So after those series of questions, next is to try and dilute some of that adrenaline that's coursing through your veins by asking you help yourself some helpful, logical truths. What you're doing here is taking a step back and looking objectively at the situation to gain perspective. So the questions that you might ask yourself here might sound like, mm, what's actually going on? What would someone else think, feel and behave like in this situation? What could be driving the other person's actions? Logically, what do I want from this situation? What are the facts? What's the truth of the situation? If the answers to these questions are driving even more pessimistic or judgmental responses, chances are that you're still in that first stage of being triggered. So go back and ask those first series of questions again. Finally, once you've explored and labelled that emotional reaction and the logical helpful truths, you've then got a choice. You can still choose to react in that initial chimp brain led way, or you could choose to respond and behave in a more fact led way, which will help to explore the other person's stories, get rid of some of the confirmation bias that's been produced by the chimp brain and allow you to be genuinely interested and curious rather than judgmental. So in terms of how to prepare for when and where, this is where the more that you know your people, the more effective you can be at choosing a time and place to have the appraisal. It isn't as simple as just booking a room and turning up in, on time. First, consider the type of person that you're going to be talking to. Are they someone who loves to get stuck straight into doing things? So an activist. In which case, you might want to consider having your appraisal at the start of a day or over of a week so they can immediately start to implement the actions that you've discussed. There is nothing worse for an activist than having to wait until the end of a week or the end of a day and then you've given them uh, time overnight where they can't actually get stuck straight in. On the other hand, maybe you're having this appraisal with someone who needs time and they need space to digest the discussion and also consider the actions. A reflector. So for this person, not only should you consider having the discussion before a period of reflection time, but you may also want to consider sending something like an agenda before the appraisal and booking in a further discussion some days after the initial appraisal. Let them know it's completely okay to ask questions and reflect. If you are interested in finding more out about people's learning styles, um, have a Google of Honey and Mumford. There are all kinds of tests you can do to help to establish what type of person you're having the appraisal with. 
Now, it's not only the time you book in for the appraisals that can make the difference to the outcome, but location is also key. You might feel really comfortable having the chat in a cafe, but if there's a chance that your member of staff is going to get emotional, it could be really awkward for them, or it could even stop them completely from speaking up. You may want to book a room, but just consider if it's a room that might have connotations of bad news. And trust me, every workplace has one of these. Wherever you do choose, consider how private that space is, how welcoming the environment feels. And can you sit side by side with your member of staff rather than it feeling like an interrogation or an interview? You might like the convenience of taking in your laptop but that could be a huge barrier between the two of you and make the appraisal feel a little bit more of a tick box exercise than what it actually should be, which is an effective conversation that results in plans and goals. Now, we've discussed your state of mind driving your body language as well as this, though, are you distracted in some way? If you're looking at your phone every two minutes or you're looking out of the window or thinking about what you're having for your tea, you're not going to be giving 100% to your person and it just isn't fair. So consider how your body language appears and all of this is in the preparation. Finally, as part of your preparation, the last point to consider here is, well, what is the point? An appraisal is such a great opportunity to get into the nitty gritty of someone's role, goals and of course their achievements, as well as ironing out any areas in need of improvement. And that's for both them and for you. It isn't a chance to just go through a form and tick some boxes or to make it all about you. So as part of your appraisal, consider what might have been their biggest achievements in the year. Think about how they've done towards their objectives. Read their comments if they filled in the form prior to the meeting. And most importantly, prepare to ask questions and to listen to their responses. So think about what ideas do you have for projects you'd like to get them involved in going forward? What feedback do you have, both positive and ways for them to improve? What questions do you have about what's effective already in your working relationship, as well as how to improve it? And what do you know about how they're feeling about their role and the upcoming year? 